They're crazy, they're zany, and just plain nuts, but they love Jesus. America's Keswick and all of you. Here are the hosts of the Bob and Bill podcast, Robert Hayes and Bill Wilton. Bob? Good morning, Bill. How are you doing today? <laughs> All is well. This is episode 12 of the Bill and Bob podcast. We had something really cool happen this week. It was. It was really cool. Um, Pastor Chaplain Noah from the colony found a pair of swans on the upper lake. He did. I and, thought it was joking. I yes. thought it was a big joke. So about noontime, we all showed up at the lake and started spying them out. And uh, they're, they're beautiful. Yeah, that was real interesting because for those of you that have never been to America's Kazakh for years, one of our trademarks were swans in the upper and lower lakes. And it's been 10 years since the demise of the, the last pair. Damn. So it was kind of a cool thing. Jan, I went home for lunch and Jan said, what's up with the swans? And I said, up with what? And I couldn't believe when we came up to the upper lake and there they were. You called them like they were kitties. Yes. You went meow and they came. Yeah. They did. Floating over. It was really awesome. No hissing. No, no. They were friendly, which is what was really strange. So hopefully they'll stay. It would be nice. Wouldn't that be really nice? Oh, so we're really excited today because we have one of our staff members that are going to sing mm -hmm. for us. His name is David Harris. He's in our partner care department. And uh, <clears throat> somebody asked me, do you have to be musical in order to be a staff <laughs> member in America's Keswick? Well, no, but it does help. Yeah. So you're going to be blessed as Robert accompanies David Harris. Let's... Uh, David, come on and share your ministry and song with us today.
Wow, we really appreciate David's ministry. God has given you a great voice, brother. Thank you for sharing your ministry. We're going to continue our study in the book of Colossians. Last summer, we had three of our former summer staffers who are now pastors come and share the word of God. And we listened to Pastor Rob Rodriguez last week. Pastor Tom Brown serves at Heartland First Baptist Church in Heartland, Maine. And this week, he's going to give you the next part of the book of Colossians. Let's listen to this great message by our good friend, Pastor Tommy Brown. So let's open up our time in God's Word. We're in Colossians chapter 1. I appreciate uh, Robert and his ministry last night. I want to go back and talk to you about the Colossians problem. There's a problem in Colossae. There are false teachers that were coming and they were disturbing the church. They were bringing in false teaching. They are not putting Christ at the center of life. Robert said it last night, Jesus plus something is not everything. Jesus is enough. What I want to talk about and remind you, church, is that this book was written 2,000 years ago. But boy, isn't it pertinent for today's church? Because what happens is we're taking out Jesus and we're putting in other things and we're, not say and we're saying Jesus is not enough. And so, church, as you come here, as you retreat, and as you take time to reflect, I want to encourage you and remind you that this book from Colossae is still pertinent today because Jesus is still enough. Jesus is always enough. So what I want to do is I want to think about this theme of being sold out. And I sat in my office up in Maine, and I, snow was falling. Snow is that white thing that comes, it's chilled, it's cold, it piles up in the feet. We don't plow with a plow, we plow with a backhoe. We're the frozen people. Spring was one day, summer was two, so now we're enjoying summer down here. But as I was sitting down thinking about what does it mean to be sold out, I thought about the folks that would come, and I thought, you know, Philly fans, they're pretty fanatic about their teams. I, I don't know why, because I'm from Boston, and, and we like to win. Let's just close in a word of prayer. <laughs> so, so I thought about, you know, you get those people, you've seen those people that go to the sports games, they paint themselves 
in their team color. They dress. They dress like their team color. They, they are all in. Those people, they are sold out. Now, if you don't understand, you look at them going, they're just weird. But one thing that has made me uh, reevaluate my life was having children. And I find myself that I, I am a fan of the sports teams. I picked up the Celtics this year. I watch the Red Sox. And uh, I sometimes, I don't understand hockey, so I don't watch hockey. I just know that the guy that ends up on the ice in the fight is the one that loses. <laughs> Other than that, I don't understand. But I, I sometimes watch the NBA. And I'll watch the games, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. That's nice. And I can go out, and I try to shoot the shot like Stephen Curry. Don't worry, I'm going back into ministry. <laughs> but one thing I've learned this, this year as I've watched my girls play is that I'm one of those radical parents that I holler at my kids. I am the coach. And so as we walk into this idea of sold out, I want you to think about you with your kids' games or your grandkids' games. You go to their games, and you are completely sold out. You are so radical. You so pursue your child that you will scream and holler at them from the sidelines, and you will get a technical foul because you are encouraging your child to box out. Read about that on Google. <laughs> it is amazing how into basketball I can get with my daughter. And I'm talking 3-4. The final score of her game was 20-15. to 15. You would have thought she won the NBA final because of how we were acting. The whole row of parents, we were, come on, don't leave me up here. You have all been there too, right? Yeah. Shoot it, honey. Shoot it. Again. Where's the foul? Veins are coming out. And then there's me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Radical parents. Radical parents. You do that because you love your kids. Why do you love your kids? Because you were there, you birthed them, you loved them, you raised them. If, you would go, if we would all jump in and go to the local high school and we'd watch a 3-4 game, we, hey, that's great, good for them, that's good, nice try. You put your kid out there, you're going to scream and holler, right? Because you are sold out for them. So as you think about that, let's look at Colossians chapter 1. I want you to get out your copy of God's Word. I want you to be able to look at that. I want you to be able to underline it because I'm going to break it down into how we see the, first, the next six verses. And then Sam's going to take it tonight through the rest of the chapter. What I want to do is I want to look at Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 23. If you want to take notes, if you have your booklet, that the co God's Word is in that copy. It is also in your Bible, and you can also use your YouVersion Bible app. One thing I want to talk about is being sold out to a God who reconciles. Being sold out, someone who is relentlessly pursuing, someone that is radical because of what God has done for them. Let's look, at a, let's look at God's word. It's on the screen here. For it pleased the Father, it pleased the Father that in time, that in him all the fullness should dwell. What is interesting is that there is this problem that, about Gnosticism. Gnosticism is saying that Jesus is not enough. And so what, what Paul is saying, he's writing is going, Church of Colossae, God, he is fullness. Jesus is fullness. The fullness of Jesus is God. And all of him should dwell. 
And it says in verse 20, and by him, to him to reconcile. Reconcile means to restore friendly relations between. You and I were enemies with God. We have gone and we have offended God. And it's not just a little, oops, we've offended God. We have come and we have sinned against a holy God. And what happens is God is going to restore relationships with us and to us. And isn't it interesting? Have you sat down and thought about this? I want you to sit and think about this. We have been the ones that have offended a holy God. And yet, who went to make the relationship right? God, who was offended. When I have that problem with my wife and I say something wrong, it happened one time in our marriage because, remember, we're, I'm a pastor, so I live in a perfect parsonage with a perfect payment with a perfect family. We have the perfect marriage. Right, Robert? Anyway. anyway. Right, Sam? Perfect. What happens is when I make a mistake with my wife, and I say something wrong. I have to go to her because I hurt her. When's the last time I hurt my wife and she came to me and said she's sorry for me? It's what happened with God. God came and he reconciled us. All things to himself. By him, whether things on earth, things in heaven, and he have made peace through the blood of the cross. How do we get peace with God? What does scripture tell us? It's not by what we have done. It's not by what we do. It is done and it is accomplished through the blood of Jesus Christ. And friends, what happens here is that this is, we cannot earn God's grace. We can receive God's grace. And so I want you to sit down and think about this. And, and I want you to think about this theme of reconciliation. When's the last time you were completely sold out to God? Think about the difference between your child playing third and fourth grade basketball versus watching some other kid play third and fourth grade basketball. I'm not nearly as invo involved in their lives as I am in my daughter's life. And I wonder how that translates to our walk with God. Because sometimes what happens, friends, is that we sit here and we say, you know, I'm a fan of God, but I'm not a follower of God. And sometimes what happens, we come here and we hear this theme of being sold out, we're devoted, we're following him, and you sit here and go, that's all well and good, but I really can't get into the game because you don't know the Savior. And so you're not watching, you're just a spectator. So God has reconciled us, not because of what you have done, but because of what God has done for you. And when you understand and you know and you believe just how lost you were, then you stand up and you start to hoot and holler because you have friendly relations with God. Not because of how great you are, not because of where you live, and not because of what you've done, but because Jesus has died for you. So he's coming, and he's writing this letter, and he's going to the church in, Col in Colossae going, hey guys, time out. Don't forget what's been done by Christ. He is enough. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of 
works so that no one can boast. So what we see here is we go, and that's what happens in the first two verses. You look at the second part, sold out because of great forgiveness. So we're going to be sold out to a God who reconciles. We're going to be all in. We're going to go all in because God has done all of the work. Why would I go any place else? The second thing is verses 21 and 22 is we're going to be sold out because of a great forgiveness. I cannot, I'm only beginning to understand. I've been to uh, Bible college. I've been to seminary. I'm sorry, cemetery. Yeah, seminary where I went and learned all these great Greek and Hebrew terms. But you know what taught me the most about God? Is being a father. Because when I held that first precious little girl and that second precious little girl and that third precious little girl, I only began to understand the love of God. Because I held that little girl and I said, nothing is going to stop me from protecting them. And I finally, it, the light clicked. And I went, wow. That's how much God loves me. So if I'm going to be sold out this week, I need to be sold out because of God's great forgiveness. Let's look at verses 21 and 22. And he says, and you, and you, and you. The Greek word for this is you. If I have anybody from the south, a better way to translate it, and y'all, y'all, all right, y'all. I'm from the north. That's as saucy as I get, bud. I'll work on that. I'll go practice in my room tonight, okay? Y'all! Is that better? I'll work on that. So, and y'all were once alienated. You were once separated. Think about that. You were separated from the love of God. And maybe for some of you, you came to faith at an early age. Maybe for some of you, you came to faith at a later age. Maybe for some of you, today is the day that you come to faith in Christ. But you need to understand you are lost before you can be found. And you were once alienated and enemies. I was an enemy of God. In your mind by the wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. He has brought us back into the right relationship. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy. What's it mean to be holy? Well, holy means that you are separated from sin. Now, this is a concept that we really need to sit down and narrow in and think about. Because God, we have been alienated with him. We are now at peace with God. How are we at peace with God? The previous verse tells us through the blood of Jesus. And what happens is when we come to faith in Christ, we now live a holy life. We live a life that is separated from sin sin. And what happens here is sometimes we push the boundaries. I don't know if it's sin nature. I don't know if it's human nature. I don't know if it's man's nature. But what happens is sometimes we come as close to the cliff as we can go without falling over. And we go, oh, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. I got that line tethered. I got the harness on, and I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm as close as I can get, and boy, I hope I don't fall. And then guess what happens? Bam, you go. And so he sits here, and he tells us, he writes to the church. He goes, you are holy. Boy, you need to be separated from sin. The question shouldn't be, how close can I get to sin? The question should be, how far can I get from sin? Because once you've been saved from it, 
Why would you want to go back to it? And I'll tell you the reason why we go back to it is because the world makes it look so good. And what happens is we take our eyes off of the Lord and we start putting our eyes on the Facebook. We start putting our eyes on the Instagram. We compare, we look, we look. And let me tell you, sin looks fun. But why would we want to go back once we have been saved? So he says, look, you need to live holy lives. You are to be different. Not be weird. Different and weird are two different things. Okay? You, I'm, I'm different. I am not weird. Okay? My mama tells me I'm unique, and that's what I'm going with, because your mama is always right. Okay? Is there a mama in the building? All right. We are to be different. Why are we different? Because we're different because we are separated from sin. And sometimes what happens is we want to go in and try to be covert. I want to sneak in there and let them know I'm a Christian. And then sometimes they can't tell the difference. Paul tells us, you be holy. You be separated from sin. How about you? Today. Are you separated from sin? Or are you dabbling in it? Or are you all in?
Thank you, Elizabeth, for playing that hymn. I know that's a favor of a lot of people. Elizabeth, again, is Bill Welty's daughter-in-law, married to Zach, who is our sound uh, tech. And we really appreciate her ministry. And we appreciate what Tyler and Zach do at the board. So we're still on shutdown. Yes. And we have our Family Freedom Walk coming up in May, which is going to be obviously virtual. But we're really excited because as of this time last year, the Lord had brought in $29,000 for our walk. And as of this morning, the Lord's brought in almost $62,000 for this year's walk. So it's amazing. I'm like really excited because maybe we'll be finished the thing by the end of April and the day of the walk, we're just going to have a big party. Well, that will be awesome. That will but be awesome. we still need sponsors. You and I? Yes. Or everybody? No, no, you and I. Okay. So if somebody wants to sponsor us, what do they need to do? Just call in 1-800-453-7942 and uh, tell them you want to help out Bill or Bob. I still want to call myself Robert, but it doesn't work, does it? No, it doesn't work. Not for the podcast. <laughs> but we want you to know how much we appreciate you tuning in to this podcast. We record this for Wednesday and Friday. That's the Bob and Bill podcast. And if you'll check our schedule, we got a lot of things happening, including tomorrow at 1.30, Worship Live with Robert and Joyce. We appreciate you. If you would like prayer, we want to encourage you to call 1-800-453-7942 between the hours of 8 and 4, Monday through Friday. We have staff that would love to have an opportunity to pray with you and for you. Thanks again for your support of the Ministries of America's Keswick. We appreciate your prayers and your financial support. And now until Friday. This is Bob. And so, I must be Bill. <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's podcast, let us know. Write us at bewealthy at americaskeswick.org, or it'll be in the description below. If you'd like to learn more information about America's Keswick, you can visit our website at www.americaskeswick.org. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 for the next edition of the podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Tyler. And have a good and godly day.